Welcome to the seventh episode of our podcast series, Baswara, Ideas from Malaysia, by the Hub Movement. Hub was founded to champion the voice of youth in nation building to provide a platform for aspiring youth, young Malaysians to exchange ideas on a variety of topics that contribute to building Malaysia. Hi, I'm Charlotte, about to be a second year philosophy, politics and economics or PPE student in King's College, London. And I'm Lee Ern, an incoming second year biomedical science student studying in King's College, London as well. In this episode, we will be focusing on students who are currently reading engineering degrees but have plans to pursue a finance or business career after university. In this podcast, we invited a, fi- a couple of peers from Future with Thought. So let's introduce our speakers. Hey guys, so I'm Isaac. So thanks for having me here. Very happy to be here actually. So I'm a third year chemical engineer at Cambridge and I'm currently a business analyst at Microsoft. So supposedly based in the Singapore HQ office across APAC as well as the KL office. But because of COVID-19, I'm mostly working from home now. And occasionally, I'll just drop by in the office to do some work. Hi, guys. My name is James Salam. I'm an engineering student in Imperial College, London. Second year going to third year. And currently, I'm back in KL, interning as a summer analyst at a bank in their consumer banking division strategy department. I'm also working from home. Thank you so much for the introduction. We are so glad that both of you could join us for this podcast. So it's pretty common for students to change their career choices, but do tell us why did you decide to study an engineering degree in university, but have decided to pursue a career in another field? James, perhaps you can go first. Thanks for the question. Okay, so growing up, I had many interests, right? But I was pretty dead set on becoming an engineer. So I aligned my studies with engineering. So A-levels, double math, all that good stuff. Through secondary, the idea of finance started growing on me. And at the end of my A-levels, I had a really tough time choosing between engineering and finance. Right. So I took a gap year to figure things out. The months flew by. I still couldn't choose. So I did what I thought was the safe thing. I applied to engineering unis and ended up in Imperial College London. I thought it'd be easier to switch from engineering to finance if I ever changed my mind since the skills are transferable, but not necessarily the other way around. So after a year in Imperial, I thought that I would really like finance more than engineering. I applied to finance and banking internships, 28 applications, all finance, no engineering. One bank accepted me. So here I am at a bank. Now engineering teaches you kind of way to think. You learn to break down a problem into manageable bits and deal with them one by one. You also learn heaps of analytical skills, which are an asset in the banking world. Yeah, that's a pretty good question, actually. And I really like to echo what James just said about how engineering is such a great subject for teaching you to really break down complex problems in a logical manner, which is actually just really useful for any industry. So not just finance. It's pretty funny, actually. I always get a mix of two different reactions whenever I tell people my work experience have never aligned to what I study at uni. So on one side, people are just like, yeah, that's cool. That's pretty normal for youngsters to deviate. But on the other hand, I get most of my reactions are sort of, isn't it such a waste studying engineering for so long and yet not continue as a professional chemical engineer? So I guess if I were to sort of explain a bit of my background, I was 
pushed towards engineering since high school, since I was also pretty good in math and science. And the decision to apply for a chemical engineering degree was really made by a 16-year-old me, right? And of course, passions change over time. And that's really what makes human beings interesting anyways. So we're constantly evolving. So the decision to pursue alternative fields of work really stemmed from the fact that I was pretty bored with my course, to be honest. So every summer, I try to do something that's outside of my comfort zone. And that's really just add some flavor to my life. So I worked across a range of industries from really like academia when I was teaching physics to college students in China, business consulting last year with BCG, a bit of finance exposure, although definitely not as in-depth as what James is probably doing right now. And now I'm in the tech industry with Microsoft. So as you can see, engineering really opens doors to pretty much any industry you want to go in. It makes you versatile because of the training you get in university. So all you'd have to do is just put in the work and occasionally some long nights. I really admire how both of you have the courage to set up your comfort zone and pursue your passion in other career fields because I think this is definitely not something easy to do. Despite engineering being a really transferable degree, I'm pretty sure that there's still some challenges that you guys have faced in your work experiences in other fields. I believe many people would like to hear about how both of you managed to overcome the challenges. So perhaps, Isaac, can you share with us about your experience? Yeah, I would say from all my experiences, I can sort of have two major challenges that happened to me so far. So the first challenge is really starting from scratch. So basically that's coping with the different terminology and the different jargon. And the second is really coping with a different kind of stress that's dependent on the industry that you go in. So allow me to elaborate, right? So for the first challenge, it's a very trivial thing, coping with different terminology, but it's definitely not to be underestimated. So without the necessary background, almost every single conversation I had was a struggle because I really couldn't understand the words that they were using. And that's a pretty daunting aspect if you think about it. Most of my seniors and colleagues would definitely throw in some terms here and there that you just won't understand from time to time. And this is not to put you off on purpose, but it's just because they're so used to their own lingo in their own industries, be it finance, consulting, even engineering. So finance and business people love TLAs. And if you don't know what a TLA is, it stands for a three-letter acronym. So how to combat this is just to really listen carefully and actively and write down every single thing you don't know on a separate page and then just research them in your own time after work. The second challenge is when you're at university, if you play around or you don't take a test seriously, you just probably get a bad grade and things sort of end there. Yeah, you'll probably be stressed a bit afterwards since you don't need to sort of play catch up to compensate for your failing GPA. And that's about it. Nothing much actually. In the real world, things are just really different. If you don't pay attention or sort of slack off in any other way, not only do you make it hard for yourself, but you also impede the general progress of the whole team. And you know, being the responsible and morally conscious person you are, you will definitely feel bad if you make a mistake since 
your work will impact others significantly. So that's where the real stress comes in. And actions will always have consequences, but now it just doesn't affect you solely, but also your coworkers. So I feel that that's where the majority of the stress comes in. Wow. Okay. That was very, very interesting. That actually puts uh, so many things into perspective. All right. So for my take on it, the first challenge I would say is that I didn't know anything about the line of work I was getting myself into. I thought everyone knew what they were doing and I was really, really scared. Banking turned out to be very different from what a lot of us studied, not just for engineering students, but humanities students as well. So together with my coworkers from all sorts of backgrounds, we learned everything about the business from the ground up. You know, it's less about what you know, but rather your ability to learn that matters more. Thankfully, we were surrounded by very kind people who are more than willing to show us the road. Secondly, it's the difference between school and work. In school, you are guided a lot. You know exactly what to do and how to do it. In engineering, you just sit there, you get set lectures, you complete problem sheets, and you do the occasional experiment at lab. In the workplace, you have much less guidance, the tasks are vague, and you have to think on your feet. You also usually have to work in groups and be able to communicate very effectively. People skills are far more important in a bank than in an engineering course. Like in a bank, I go in and out of meetings all day long, talk to people, work with others. I need to take the initiative to learn and network with people. People skills are something that engineering doesn't really teach you, but is absolutely essential in banking and also many, many other fields. I brought in many skills um, for my internship from many phases of my life, you know, like leadership skills from my college society days, communication skills from when I was a teacher, and of course, analytical skills from engineering. Just some examples. You make use of your collective experiences and skills and make something great. If you're doing something you like, the hunger to learn will automatically come and learning becomes a lot easier. I would say my favorite part of this internship is meeting the wonderful people who work there, getting to know them and listening to their stories. Thank you. Okay, I gotta say, it's really interesting to actually hear both of your perspectives regarding the challenges that you have faced in your work experiences so far. So even though I'm reading a humanities course, I think I too personally struggle here and there with the different terminologies like Isaac has mentioned. And I completely agree with James that our abilities to learn is important in a workplace. But overall, after hearing both your experiences and along with some of my internship experience, I think that one key factor in coping with new experiences like in a workplace is adaptability. And I say this because like James has said, there is much less guidance compared to what you get in school. And also I think that circumstances can change very quickly. But anyways, I believe that internships are a great way to not only learn firsthand on the job, but to also give a better insight into what working in a certain career field would feel like. I'm curious to know, so what, what other key factors do you think are important in a workplace? Further to what uh, Isaac said earlier about taking something on, taking responsibility for it, I think in an industry, especially like banking, your ability to own up to your mistakes, where you do make mistakes, and taking responsibility for what you do is very, very important. Because let's say in an industry like finance, um, 
a lot of people trust you with say their data their money and all that and you need to know what you're doing but sometimes you would make a mistake and when you do you need to own up to it say i'm sorry and learn from it that's good advice isaac do you have anything to say yeah i think i just really like to echo what james said like i think he summarized it really well and for juniors i would say it's pretty hard to admit your mistakes at first since you're always used to the university standard book book answer but i feel that that's a really key skill that i learned from just interning at so many different industries and all the various different works that i've done have really sort of solidified that learning I guess here we are coming to the end of our podcast. Uh, but before we end, I guess we would like to know what are some of your plans for the future? And also, do you have any advice for any future or current engineering grad- graduates who are also thinking of pursuing a career in another field? All right. Okay, I'll take this one first. Um, I am definitely planning to finish my degree and continue on my way into the finance field. That I'm very sure about. I would say, don't be afraid to change your mind and say, okay, this isn't for me, I want to try something else. You know, changing your mind is a very brave thing to do. It takes a lot of courage to admit that, okay, maybe I'm in the wrong field. My interests have changed. My passion has changed. I think I finally found my direction in life. You know, you guys have the luxury of time. You're still very early in life and have the ability to try lots of things and, you know, find the direction you want to take. Just because you are changing career choices doesn't mean you're starting from fresh. Everything you do, even if it doesn't have a lot to do with your career choice, gives you valuable experience, perspectives, and skills. You know, otherwise, why would a bank have hired an engineer? Find a way to use those skills that you've learned throughout your entire life, the perspectives you've gained, no matter what career you go into. Keep an open mind, try lots of things, get to know people and listen to their stories. It will enrich your life. Wow. Yeah, that's just great advice, to be honest. Like, I'm really not sure what else I can add, actually. But yeah, definitely don't be afraid to diverge and try something new. So the best way to learn and grow is to always put yourself in the most uncomfortable position possible. Because... That's where all the PED lies, personal development. So for those of you who are currently studying STEM, but thinking of going somewhere else, you're not in the minority, surprisingly. So don't fret. Engineering really lays a strong foundation for you in terms of both qualitative and quantitative skills. And if I were to give my two cents, number one, start early to explore what's out there don't leave things too late. You will definitely need time to really research and understand what lines of work are available in the job market, especially in times like these where roles and responsibilities are always changing and the job market is always fluctuating. Research doesn't just mean Googling things online, although that's important too, don't get me wrong. But another thing students overlook is really the networking side of things. You'll be surprised how much you learn from just having a quick 10-minute chat with someone in their respective field. Number two, just give it your best when it comes to applications. 
and don't underestimate the competition. But when things don't work out, don't be so caught up in your quote-unquote failures because when it comes to a career, there are so many things and factors that are out of your control. And majority of them are external factors and not really up to you to decide. Just keep at it and really don't give up. Um, in terms of future, I'll definitely be looking to complete my last year of Cambridge and I'll be graduating in June 2021 and ideally also pursue something business oriented similar to all my past experiences. Um, thank you guys for sharing. I myself have learned a lot from this podcast and I believe that um, this has been really insightful not only for engineering students but also for those who are thinking of venturing into a field that is different from their degree of choice. Yeah, honestly, thank you both so much for the encouraging and thoughtful advice and also for taking some of your time out. I, I know that you guys are busy with your internship, so we're really thankful for your time in joining this podcast. Um, and also, just, yeah, it was really a pleasure talk, talking to you guys and also to our listeners. Hopefully, our future, maybe not really engineering un undergraduates will listen and uh, take in some of the advice that you guys have said. But since this is also a tutor with Thought Collaboration, would you guys like to talk about what uh, you guys do at Tutor with Thought? Yeah, sure. So Tutor with Thought is a platform that me and my sister co-founded very recently to help local charities that have been negatively affected by COVID. And our platform really connects mentors that are willing to teach and also mentees that need the help. And we charge mentees a very small fee that is below market rate. And all earnings would then go on to the local charity to ensure that they can do what they do best, which is to really make society a better place. And feel free to hop onto our platform and check us out on Facebook. So thank you very much for having us. James, do you want to say anything? Yeah, sure. Back then, when I was applying to uni and trying to figure out uh, my direction in life, I wish that we had something, that I had something like Tutor with Thought to hear from people, to tell me stories from their lives, their journeys. You know, that's why I signed up for Tutor with Thought so that I can mentor some lucky students and hopefully get them to where they want to be in life. Honestly, it's such a great cause. I think that what you guys are doing is really important. And I also wish that we had something like that before we went for university. But once again, thank you so much. And we'll see you guys very soon. In the meantime, to anyone listening to this podcast, uh, please continue to stay safe during this time. Uh, keep yourself healthy and make sure that you take care of everyone around you as well. Goodbye. Hub Movement, aiming to build a better Malaysia. Follow MLUK as well as the Hub Movement on Facebook right now. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to leave a like and follow us on Anchor as well as Spotify. We release a monthly update with tons of interesting new topics. So stay tuned. See you on our next episode.